Welcome to the Sanctuary Podcast. Angel Deer is a medicine man and offers his work on sacred land through shamanic healing, energy healing, sound healing, breath work, plant medicine, and workshops and events. The Sanctuary is a community for all those who seek healing transformation, ancient wisdom, and a place to come together to create a new way of living and relating. This is the Sanctuary Podcast, and this is Angel Deer. So today we're going to talk about awakened leadership and corporate culture. And my first question to you is, how do you define awakened leadership? I think, you know, when I looked at it, obviously there's two words there, awaken and leadership. And we could define each of them. I think everybody has a definition for each terms, but when we put them together, I think that's when it becomes interesting. The idea in awaken leadership, it's a leader basically that lead and manage from his heart center. So yes, we use our brain, uh, to cross the street, to take decisions. You know, it's a very important organ, but in fact, we all had those moments in life, in life where we could connect to something deeper inside us. So we're in intuition, you know, we get into a meeting room and we're feeling something or we're meeting someone and we just get immediately connected or not, or we're going to get a phone call and a few minutes before, which just felt a little bit bizarre. So many traditions out there, and in fact, science even today, I've realized that in our heart, there's a lot of nervous cells, like in our brain. And in fact, 20% of our heart is made of uh, nervous cells, not just the muscle that push uh, the blood. So there is a thinking process there, and there is a wisdom and to me, in my study and my education, uh, you know, business education, you never really talk about that. Right. You always educate the head and you say, oh, if I need to know something, I need to learn something more. I need to add something and add something and add knowledge and read about it. And the awakened leader is tapping into uh, an inner wisdom that has always been there. And he uses that inner wisdom then into his brain, you know, to direct his action, his words, his thinking. But there's something very subtle about it. It's a leader also that is completely in control of this one person, which is himself. You know, it's always one thing I say to be a great leader if you manage a hundred or right. 500 or a thousand employee, but if you cannot manage the one that's in the mirror every morning, <laughs> you know, he gets angry. What have you got? Yeah, he gets angry and he can't control it. He gets anxiety. He can't sleep. But you don't control that one person. Is it true leadership? Mm. Do you think, uh, because these are two words that um, modern culture is not that used to hearing in the same sentence, let alone in the same sort of uh, catchphrase, if you will. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's um, more timely now, more necessary now that this kind of thinking enters the corporate culture? Yes, I think the corporate culture is ready for it. Definitely, there is a lot of uh, weight uh, in the world awaken. You know, many people, you know, connect that to, you know, what's an awakening. Uh, the Buddha was called the awaken. 
you know, that's what it means. Uh, so there's definitely some attachment of that world towards certain traditions or origins, but I like to detach it from it because I think it's a universal principle. Mm -hmm. You know, you can have an awakening or see an awakened person in a child, okay. in a simple so... person. You don't have to have millions of books or knowledge or MBAs to become that awakened person. So why do you think it is that people are more ready for this kind of leadership now than they ever have been before? Well, it's, I think, you know, you, we live in a society uh, 50 years ago uh, in the West that was very controlled by, you know, the family and usually one dominant religion. You know, you were from my country in France, it was a Christian religion or a different country. It would be different, but there was a lot of weight on what you had to be and the way to become. There was one model, let's say. Yes. And then the worlds became really connected. You know, so this internet device, you know, plugged us to a whole new range of uh, type of people and emotions and experiences. And people, by design, we all want to explore. You know, we were in Europe and we were wondering what's on the other side of that ocean. Mm. And we were looking at the moon probably since man exists. Say one day we'll go there. So I think there is this curiosity, you know, to explore and people today want to explore different things in their career and their life. They don't want to have a one life. That's one thing. And so it was easy for management or for leaders in the past to give a job to someone and to keep them for 40 years. Today, it's very different. People don't stay anymore or they're very hard to hire. You know, some of the people I'm working with, some corporation, in fact, they're looking at awakened leadership aspects to be able to hire the new generation Z because those smart young people come out of business school now and they don't want to stay 10 years or 20 years in the same company. Uh, sometimes it takes many years to train someone in a business. Imagine if they leave after three or four years. Also, lifestyle has changed a lot. I think people put way more importance on having a very balanced work-life split. And a lot of ways of management uh, from the past don't work anymore. But people, I think, love to work when they are passionate about it. When they look at their leaders as someone they really aspire to become. When they feel they are heard and understood. When they feel there is a space also for what they are, for their life purpose. And I think it's only not working because we don't integrate that. We're seeing people a little bit like a little machine and trying to get as much as we can from everybody. Yeah. So this is definitely time, you know, and honestly, I think it's an emergency for the world and the society. I don't think, you know, just making a sustainable product, green companies is going to save the world. I think we need to look at the people and we need to look at them one by one, starting by ourselves. Yeah. You're listening to The Sanctuary Podcast with Angel Deer. While you're listening, browse the website at www.thesanctuaryheal.com. And um, American corporate culture is at the root of all of that. I'm curious if you feel like there's a gender divide when it comes to the receptivity of awakened leadership inside the corporate culture. Um, 
I don't want to generalize, so I'm gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> I think I know what you're going to ask. Well, I think I, I feel like um, perhaps his, uh, his, not even historically, recently, mm-hmm. when it comes to more of the, um, you know, this sort of movement, these types of practices or awareness, um, I feel like it's it, it it's possible that women may be more receptive in the workplace, whereas male CEOs and executives may not have been as. Um, receptive or also not as exposed historically. Do you think that that's a fair assessment or is that really? Yes, I think there is, you know, factors obviously in genders. There's factor in culture. Mm. There's uh, factors obviously in the way, you know, society has been organized. Uh, Also what we learn, you know, we learn very, very little. Little girls have to behave that way and little boys that way. Right. Little girls need to play with, you know, dolls and little boys need to play with cars and and, uh, you know, is it really uh, something we're born with or is it something we're learning? The truth is definitely, you know, if I just look at my own experience uh, of people coming at workshops or classes, uh, it's a majority of women, you know, 80% of the people, you know, that are, you know, int- more open to it, let's say. But I don't think the guys are not interested. I think it's more an image issue right. that if you're a real man in our society, Somehow you have to be tough and have no emotion. You can't cry. You can't feel. You have to be like a little bit like Superman. Maybe Superman cry. I don't know. But <laughs> behind so, the cave, Superman behind cries. Behind the caves, yes. <laughs> but you see what I mean? I think you always somehow need to be that person uh, that you need to be, always the one leading. And it's coming from, you know, our history, where we're coming from. Traditionally, you know, we live in caves and the, the men were to be strong going out for hunting. And at least that's what we believe, you know, but we weren't, I guess we have proof for that, but do we know if women really stayed inside? Maybe they were going a little bit, but for sure, you know, in society, traditionally, you know, the men were the one that need to provide. I know in that to be strong, to fight the elements, to fight nature, to fight the animals, to hunt, uh, to fight, you know, the invasions. Mm-hmm. And we're still, you know, coming out of that society. You know, today we're not really, you know, hunted by other people too much. I mean, it depends where you live, sadly, but the food is pretty accessible, etc. So I think we're able to be going back to our true nature, which is a different type of masculinity for the men, you know, which is the warrior energy, but which is also the compassionate energy. It's a protector it's not the warrior just, just, you know, defending himself all the time. He's the one that's protecting. Right. The ones that are taking care of the sacred and feminine energy, you know, in many ways need protection in our society. Right. It's also just a vul- there's strength and vulnerability. I just think it's been way harder for men to, again, um, have access or feel comfortable in that space. Yes. I think a lot of the healing process in people uh, is very often for men to just accept that, that sensibility, that sensitivity is okay. To feel is okay. To sometimes not knowing is okay. To sometimes, you know, saying, I don't know is okay. And a lot of people that I see coming in workshop when on the man side, you know, are very damaged because they have no outlet to express that, especially not in the corporate culture of today. It's very difficult. Uh, so I think... If we bring that in, you know, we can see profound transformation of those men and see a very different type of leadership from the men and from the women too. You know, that don't have to behave like men anymore. That can just be women also, you know, because it has also a, a negative side on the, on the, on the female, uh, you know, agenda.
So in closing, uh, would you say then that adopting more of an awakened leadership sensibility could actually make stronger leaders this level of empathy and vulnerability that one can get to can actually help a corporate culture more than hinder it? Yes, I think, you know, very often people that don't really understand uh, why it's needed. Uh, I think, you know, the first thing I say is that, well, you're going to do a very hard time hiring young people. That's the first thing. Two, your very top talent in your company are going to leave probably because they're going to find another place that really helped them better. Three, we all have our own journey. We can put a very strong management on top of that and try to shut that voice up. But people are going at some point to feel that they are here for something. How beautiful it is that we can integrate that into the management structure, into communication structure, and have a discussion about it and integrate that in the evolution of the corporation, of the organization we're running. And then people stay longer. During a recession, it's proven that clients that uh, work with company like that buy, still buy the product because they still believe uh, people want to work for those type of leaders. So I think to me, it's just good business, you know, at the end of the day. But it's for sure uh, an emergency for many business models out there where, you know, most of the people just don't feel attracted to anymore. You've been listening to The Sanctuary Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, we're a source of talks about spirituality, personal transformation, energy healing, shamanism, and earth-based practices. For more, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. On the website, you can find out about our events, our retreats, healing offering, our spiritual blog, and you can also register for the newsletter. Again, visit thesanctuaryheal.com. Till next time, this is the Sanctuary Podcast and Angel Deer signing off.